0: Hello and welcome to the Platinum Training Technologies Podcast. It is also a vidcast if you're watching on YouTube. This is Volume 1, Episode 6. This is titled Recognizing Ageism or Age Discrimination and What You Can Do About It. This is for the 45 plus crowd. So if you are 45 plus years of age or older, you need to listen to this. It's important. So I'm going to give you a Few things, kind of what the law is, what to look out for, and what you can do about it. Little, little, uh, maybe sensitive topic to some, but hey, if you're a 45 plus, if you haven't, you will experience some sort of ageism or age discrimination, especially if you are planning on staying in the workforce uh, a lot longer than you had planned. All right, we're going to kick it right off. Again, this is Platinum Training Technologies, and you can visit us at Platinum Training Technologies.com. So here we go. Ageism. What is the law? Okay. The the law, again, this is in the United States, and and I know Canada, the UK, and probably other European countries have similar laws. I'm not sure about Mexico or other countries, but I I believe most countries have some sort of laws that will mirror or be uh, somewhat equivalent to this. So in the United States, under the laws enforced by the EEOC, that is the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, It is illegal to discriminate against someone, that's the applicant or an employee, because of that person's race, color, religion, sex, including gender identity, sexual orientation and pregnancy, national origin, age, 40 or older, disability or genetic information. It's also illegal to retaliate against a person because he or she has complained about discrimination, filed a charge of discrimination, or participated in an unemployment discrimination investigation or lawsuit. Okay, that is the law. Now, let's get a little more specific, and I'm going to throw in a little few bonus things here that may not be applicable, but I think it's important. Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 makes it illegal to discriminate against someone on the basis of race, color, religion, national origin, or sex. This law also protects employees against retaliation for going forward with a claim regarding discrimination in the workplace. I'm going to pause there for a second. So if you are a government employee, a union employee, or a public servant employee, civil service, maybe police, fire, educator, you're pretty protected. Uh, There's a lot of avenues for that. Uh, Secondly, if you are with a public traded corporation, more than likely um, there are things in place and you have a much better chance of of acting on a possible ageism or age discrimination or actually any kind of discrimination. Privately held companies are a little tougher. And and that's really my experience. And and I'm going to address that. Now, I want to say this before I move forward. I'm not an attorney, even though I played one on TV. I'm not an HR professional. However, I've been in the workforce for over 45 years. Okay. So I've been working since my early teens in one form or another. Um, so I, I do believe I know what I talk about. So this this is a an opinion podcast, as, mo- as they all are. I'm gonna support some of these with facts. So this is from my perspective. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not going to give legal advice or HR advice, um, even though I'm just going to give my opinion on what you can do if you discover or you think you are target of some sort of discrimination, specifically age discrimination or ageism. All right, next, we're going to go to the next thing. Uh, just going to throw this out. Pregnancy Discrimination Act. This is an amendment. To the Title VII Expanse protection regarding sex, to include prohibiting sex discrimination on the basis of pregnancy, childbirth, and or a medical condition related to the pregnancy of or childbirth. And, and the reason I mention that is people are having kids older. Uh, there, I know some forty year old or forty five year olds having kids. So that is important to be aware of. The Equal Pay Act of nineteen sixty three. It's hard to believe this this was enacted in nineteen sixty three. That seems like that was a more recent. And maybe in the 70s, but it prohibits sex based wage discrimination between men and women who perform equal work in the same workplace. Hey, we all know that still goes on, but there is a law for that. So be aware of that. If you believe that you are being discriminated uh, regarding pay, you need to, to take a look at that. The next one that's Title I of the American with Disabilities Act of 1990. It makes it legal to discriminate against a qualified person with a disability from the employment, from employment or during employment. That's important. Especially as we get older, some of us may end up being disabled, whether it's a visual, audio, or physical uh, disability. Okay, here's the one I want to kind of sit on. Age Discrimination Employment Act of 1967. This protects employees or future employees who are 40 years of older from discrimination in the workplace. Okay, so there is a law. There is a United States federal law that protects you from age discrimination. All right? So that's the basis of our discussion. So let's let's define some things. Okay, let's talk about mature. Uh, mature group is, uh, they were born 1909 to 1945. Probably not a lot of them left in the workforce. Uh, they would be in their 70s, possibly. The next group are the baby boomers. That is me, uh, born 1946 to 1964. It's approximately 78 million baby boomers in the United States. Now, some of these dates may overlap or be slightly different, but you, you get the idea. Generation X—that is, 1965 to 1976—that's about 48 million. So, pretty much the 45 crowd, or maybe 40 plus, if you want to take the uh, the Age of Discrimination Act, say 1980 on, or before. If you're born before 1980, this is going to apply to you. So the next category is millennials, Generation Y, Generation Z, or Generation Next. They were born after 1980 or after 1977, depending on your um, classification. They're, they're about 80 million and growing. That is a growing part. So the reality is there is a mixed bag of generations in the workforce, and you need to be aware of that. And again, a lot of what's driving that age discrimination is that last group is that 80 million this is these are going to be the workers of the future so all eyes are on them not saying it's right just saying that's the way it is so number 2 so first number 1 was the law what was the law the second thing is what to look out for well again sometimes they call it dog whistle or very very overt and i want to be honest with you i've had uh, i've been in two situations where i've i've witnessed or been a part of or been asked to be part of age discrimination Several years ago, I interviewed for a position. Uh, The gentleman that was interviewing me, he straight out asked me how old I was. Um, You can't do that. You can't ask a person's age during an interview or even during the hiring process. Now, obviously, you're going to fill out paperwork. They're going to eventually know how old you are because you're going to put date of birth, et cetera, when you fill out an application or apply for benefits. But this gentleman asked me, How old are you? And I looked at him square in the eye and said, it, you can't ask that question. That's that's a, that's illegal. It's against the law to ask that question. And he got up from his chair, said, "Excuse me." He was gone ten minutes. Came back in the interview abruptly ended. So, well, thanks. I think we got all we need. Uh, we'll we'll be in touch with you now. Uh, could I have? A, you know, did I have a legal leg to stand on? Probably not, because it was his word against mine. But it does happen. I had another situation where. Uh, I worked for a company, their insurance program was self-funded, meaning they paid for most of the claims. Uh, And I guess there was a tax advantage to doing that. I'm not sure if companies do that anymore. But I got a call from one of the owners. Yes, one of the owners. He called me up. He said, hey, we got to get this guy off our payroll. Him and his wife, they're killing us on health costs. And this gentleman was, he was in his late 60s. He was past what we normally call retirement age or back at that point. And I was asked to to get rid of this guy. And I, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I said, that's illegal. You can't do that. And I, basically, I got an earful. Then I got threatened. Uh, long story short, I left that company within six months because what can you do? And it was, a, again, my word against his word, even though I've, I've seen a lot of pattern of that. So age discrimination does happen. So what to be on the lookout for? Uh, two, exa- I just gave you two examples right there. Some are very direct and in your face. And some of the examples you will find are, are very clandestine or they're very, very subtle comments. So during the interview process, or maybe it's a phone interview, they say, hey, you're overqualified. Wow, that's a dead, that's a dead ringer. Now, now sometimes that may be the case, but if, if your resume matches the d- job description and they say you're overqualified, they obviously have a concern about your age. Another one you might is, well, we need someone who's more tech savvy, who's, you know, so what they're saying automatically, just assuming is that you are not up with technology. Now, I'm almost 60. I'm, I will put my technology skills against anybody, against anyone, because I've kept up with technology. So if you do have technical skills and you are up to date, you need to make sure on your resume or during the interview process that, that they're very well aware. Uh, one thing you could say, hey, during this... Uh, Pandemic. I, I learned this. I learned Excel. I learned PowerPoint. I am a master, you know, presenter in PowerPoint or Keynote or whatever. But you, you get my drift. So that's a couple couple of uh, things that you may be told. Here's a few more. Well, we're looking for someone to grow into this role. Well, what they that could be code for? We're hiring someone younger because it's cheaper to hire a younger person. And and I hear that all the time. I hear. Um, Someone say, "Hey, let's get an intern. Let's get, uh, let's let's find someone right out of school. Well, you know, and I get that, and that and that's fine if that's what the position is for. But a lot of times they're they're using that because they think that you're going to want too much money. Now we'll talk about money in a second, and you should definitely be paid what you're worth based on your experience and skill and what the job is paying for that role. Now you can look on the web uh, on the internet for several." I think LinkedIn, indeed, and Monster used to have it, monster.com. You can actually look at a salary survey to see if that, see what the pay is. In fact, LinkedIn will give you some salary insights. Now, if you will uh, look at my last podcast, podcast or listen to it, podcast uh, episode number five, I do talk about LinkedIn and it's very important. LinkedIn, it's very appropriate to this conversation as well. So again, uh, we're looking for someone to grow into this role, meaning you're probably you're too old. We're wanting someone younger, and and you're going to want too much money, or they're going to say, "Hey, we're looking for a specialist." Now, what is a specialist? Again, I think that's kind of related to the the tech or or technology. And again, a lot of people who are older are, tend to be more generalists. I mean, or actually, they're specialists in several areas, and and I would point that out to say, "Hey, I'm a specialist in this, this, and this." Um, but that's typically code. We're looking. We're looking for a specialist. That means that you're you're you've got too broad of experience. Or they say we just don't have any senior level openings. Wow, that's a big one. That's a big red flag. That is almost in your face. You can say, well, I'm not applying for a senior level job. I'm applying for a middle management job. And then the conversation will go, well, you know, just in case you're looking to grow within the company. Right now, we're just not looking for that. So. Again, we don't have any senior level openings. Now, a lot of us in that 45 plus, that's what we are looking for. We're looking for that, you know, maybe a director, VP, maybe a CEO role. Uh, But if you, again, you just got to be careful when you apply, make sure you're applying to things that are appropriate to your experience, to your resume, what you really want to do. So, but that is a, another indicator of, of ages. We just don't have any senior level openings at this time go away. All right. So that that's kind of what to look out for. But l- let me kind of let me just, you know, in, in fairness, what what are the employers what are employers thinking? Now, and I'm not saying this is every employer. Again, I think if you're part of a public civil service type job, a union job, government job, probably not not as prevalent as say the private sector, whether it's a publicly traded company or privately owned company. So, one of the things they're thinking is, hey, does this person have enough energy or stamina do they have enough gas left in the tank now let, let me talk about that for a little bit one of the things if you are 40 plus 45 plus you got to you got to get in you, you got to get your health right because uh, nothing is more i guess you know discriminating than someone who's really in bad health and it's obvious can they discriminate against that I, I, absolutely um, what, what, what did the, what did the, uh, the, the, the discrimination act say race, color, creed, natural origin, sexual orientation, but, but it said nothing about, oh, this person is obese. This person's out of shape. This person is not going to be able to meet the qualifications of this job. Hey, this person's a smoker or, you know, we don't hire people who, who our company policies, no marijuana. Well, it's legal in the state, man. Well, it might be, but the company does have the right to say, hey, we, we don't want smokers of any kind, whether it's cigarettes, cigars, or marijuana. So they can discriminate against that. So again, health, they absolutely, if you are, and again, I'm, I'm going to specifically talk about this, but I think when they're talking about, hey, you have enough energy or stamina to do the job? So make sure if you're going in during an interview, you're high energy, you know, don't don't be you know, dragging in, don't be, Oh, I'm tired or don't do anything. You want to exude energy. So like, man, this guy, he's, he's got a lot of energy. Wow. That's impressive. So health concerns. I mentioned my, my story before where the, where the, one of the owners of the company said, Hey, we got to get rid of this guy, man, him and his wife, they're killing us on, on, on health costs. Employers look at that. Um, I mean, the same thing with insurance. If you're going to buy a health insurance policy, they're going to: you know, Are you high risk? Do you smoke? Are you overweight? Do you have diabetes? What do you ha- What do you have that could cause a premature death? Because that's all it is. It's just the odds of you dying. Is that that's what's going to determine that insurance policy cost? The older you are, more than likely you're going to die sooner. Because that's just the way it is. You got fewer years in front of you than you do behind you. So if a company looks at you and you are Lethargic, you're, and I hate to say this, and if you're overweight. You are coughing, wheezing, having trouble getting up the stairs. You have to take care of your health. And, and I'm going to be very, very specific. Some of you may not like what I'm going to say, but you got to get in shape. You got to start eating better. You got to go for a walk. And get off the couch. Now, I get it. Some people have physical limitations. Um, and maybe you you you've been in an accident or you have a disability and you can't exercise as much as you want or can maybe you can't have that surgery cuz you can't afford it or for some other medical reason. But I think for the vast majority of people you got to take care of your health cuz if you're in your 40s start taking care of yourself now cuz that will pay dividends into the 50s and 60s. And again, I'm I'm almost 60 years old. About 5 years ago, I got serious about my health, not only my physical health, my mental health and my spiritual health. And so you've got to exude again, kind of the first one, exude that energy. You got to come in and go, man, that guy's in pretty good shape. You know, I, I can tell he's older because of the gray hair and the wrinkles, but man, he's you know he's in good shape. He's high energy. So health concerns, it it is legitimate uh, for a company to to have health concerns for for employee. Technology proficiency and acceptance. I mean, this is a big one. I can't tell you how many people I know that are actually younger than me that are not. They don't like technology. They don't want to adapt it, adapt to it. It's ironic because their children, maybe even their grandchildren, are more accepting to the technology. You know, I mean, they they can operate an ATM and and and, and maybe a slot machine at the casino. But you know, if you start really delving deep into computers, software applications, um, they just don't like to do it. I'm telling you right now, if you are 45 plus, you got to get with the program. You got to start learning technology. That is the only hedge besides your health that you're going to have when you're applying for a job. If you have two 65-year-olds or two 60-year-olds applying for a job, the guy who's obviously got experience with technology, who's not afraid of technology, who could talk that talk, talk the lingo, that person's going to have a leg up on the person who does not. Just reality, folks. I'm just, just speaking the truth here. You've got to be able to accept and adapt to new technology. Again, it's hard. I'm telling you, it's hard. I know I've been there. Five years ago, I mentioned I started getting in shape because I, I didn't wet, I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror. I actually saw some Christmas party pictures of myself. and Oh gosh, I looked terrible. I was gray. My eyes, I had circles under my eyes. I was just killing myself. Also, I just didn't keep up with the technology. I knew I was being passed by. I knew I was being marginalized because I was not keeping up with technology. And so I made a pledge right then: I'm going to get healthier, and I'm going to stay, and, and I am on top of the technology. Again, listen to some other podcasts, I think you'll get that vibe. Here's another one. Overqualified, or are they going to be bored in the position? I think that is a legitimate concern, because typically if you know, you're know you looking for a job, you need a job, because you you want to be able to eat, pay your bills, put money into that retirement account, whatever. Get that, but a company is going to look and go. He's overqualified. So make sure you're applying for jobs that you are not overqualified for, um, unless you're going to you know de you know de-experience your resume. That's your choice. Not saying you know be dishonest about it, but if you want to simplify your resume, that's fine. Do that. But more than likely, most of us have to have a certain income level, and we have to just make sure we align. Our expectations of the job we're applying to towards that that level. Also, I think the concern is, well, this person they're they're overqualified, there, therefore they're going to come into and they're not they're going to be bored, they're going to be you know job hopping, looking to the next thing, or maybe they're going to y- yak everybody's ear off in the office. Um, yeah, and I see that. I see a lot of older folks that you know again they don't adapt to the technology, so they got plenty of time to go from cubicle to cubicle to coffee station to the copy machine or or whatever, and they just drone on and on and on about the good old days. Okay. If you're that person, please stop doing that. Okay. Uh, No one cares about the good old days uh, except for you. You They just, I'm sorry. That's just the truth. So if you are someone with a lot of experience, you want to utilize that experience to get a job, but you don't want to tell everyone else how great you are and how they're doing it wrong. So I think that kind of blends into this overqualified kind of bored concern that employers have, All right? Adaptable to new situations or you're set in your ways. I think that's another legitimate concern. A lot of people are, a lot of employers are concerned that that older employees or or older applicants, they just can't adapt to new situations Let's face it. I mean, look at COVID. COVID, the pandemic proved that. Wow, you 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 have to adapt. You have to adapt quickly. Some some do, some don't. I do think that if you are older, you have the experience and the maturity that you, you've been through enough life experience that adapting to new situations is not a big deal. Um, so make sure during the interview process, or if you're applying for a job, you you say, hey, you know, the last. Twenty years I've had I've I've had to pivot I've had to kind of triangulate I've had to you know, maybe transition and do something different and, and give specific examples how you were able to adapt like hey I'm not afraid of technology I just learned this last three years I learned Excel I can do uh, macros I, I've learned this I learned that and I and, and show your enthusiasm for adapting to new things also the setting setting set your ways I've just I see this a lot, especially with the 45 plus crowd. Oh, that's especially if you're my age and older, 55, 60 and older. Well, that's the way we do it. I don't know why we're doing it different. That doesn't make any sense because when we did it like that before it worked out, now this new, okay, don't be set in your ways. Certainly voice your opinion. Say, hey, I, I see what we're doing. I think this looks great. Here's a couple of things we used to do that may make this a little bit easier. Again, If you're 45 plus, you have something that the technology crowd doesn't have. You have experience. You have life experience. You've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, got the tattoo. That can be valuable, but you have to sell it. You have to present it in such a way that it doesn't make people feel like you're droning on or you're setting your ways. You don't want to change. Okay. So again, just obviously a valid concern that older people aren't adaptable to new situations and you're setting your ways. Uh, Another concern is mental cognitive abilities. Hey, I get that. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I set my keys down. I don't remember where I put my keys. That is just a natural consequence of getting older. But here's the thing. If you learn, if you keep your mind sharp by reading crossword puzzles, uh, by learning new things, new software, uh, some training, just start working on improving yourself. That is going to help firing the neurons in your brain. It's going to help with the old white and gray matter. I don't know what it is, but whatever. It's it's going to help with your your the way you think and the way you're able to adapt. Again, the previous point, the way you're able to keep up with conversations, stay ahead of conversations. Part of it is diet-related. Watch what you're eating. Uh, there are supplements that you could take to help your mental or cognitive abilities. So please just be aware of that yeah, you are going to get some some days. You know, I don't feel sharp. Some you know if I if depending on what I've eaten, sometimes I wake up, I don't get enough sleep, and I don't feel mental sharp. And here's the other thing: I know mentally, I am sharper in the morning than the afternoon. I let people know that. Look, if we're going to have a really high detailed meeting, or if I'm talking with with a client. I try to schedule those meetings in the morning because I am best. That's when my mental and cognitive abilities are at their sharpest or at their best. So be aware of that. Um, again, I, I don't think I would bring that up in a, in a resume situation, but just be aware that is a valid concern of employers, okay? Mental cognitive abilities. Um, here's another one. Your experience level might be intimidating. Uh, I see that a lot. People don't want to hire you because, ooh, (laughs) this guy, man, he could could take my job. I think the younger people do have that concern that they're not going to hire someone who is more experienced or who could definitely maybe make them look bad. Well, again, I look at it, and I think most of us in the 45 plus crowd, we look at it a little bit differently. You want to hire people who are rock stars. Makes you look good, makes your job easier. So you might want to sell it that way. Especially if you are interviewing with a hiring manager who's younger than you, try to just say, "Hey, I've got a lot of experience. I could really help you out. I could, you know, make your job easier. Look, I you don't you don't have to babysit me. You don't have to manage me. You don't have to do this. So you want to sell it that by bringing you into the organization, your experience level shouldn't be intimidating. It should be an asset to the company. Most companies, I do believe, think that way, but a lot don't. Again." A lot of younger, inexperienced hiring managers, they're going to see you as a threat. All right, so what can you do? Well, the first thing is recognize those signs that we just went through. And if you do feel like you are being discriminated against um, in an age or ageism manner, or actually any manner, you got to kind of weigh what can you do. Well, if if you're, um, let's talk about two things on the employment or on the front end. Let's talk about two different ways. So one would be during the interview process. If you recognize signs, the possible ageism, and again, I gave you some things to look out for. Obviously, you want to just take that company off your list. There's not a lot you can do unless it's a very overt and unless there is a lot of people around. Again, if I I was asked during an interview, how old are you? And when I challenged that person to say, hey, that's illegal, you can't say that, you know, the interview ended and I was sent on my way again is it worth the legal time hassle and cost probably not uh, at that point now let's say you're already employed with a company you've been there for years and you're starting to to see some of the signs maybe you're getting passed up for promotions you're being marginalized no one's listening to you they say hey you don't you're not getting a cost of living increase this year cuz you're 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 capped out on your pay you know things like that. So if you think you are experiencing ageism or age discrimination in the workplace, uh, the first thing you can do is document. You've got to document. You need to save, print out emails that may justify or support your case. You may text if your boss or a hiring manager or, or someone is texting you with things that you think could be, you want to do a screenshot of that text. You also want to um, document. And I can't stress this enough keep a journal, keep a notebook on your person, in your, you know, briefcase, backpack, or whatever you use in your car. Because at some point, if you are discriminated against because of your age, uh, the more detail you have, the more likely you could get a settlement or it. it you know, an an attorney is going to jump on and probably not charge you anything because he knows, Hey, I got this in the bag. Um, This is kind of a friend of a friend story, but I I had a a friend of mine. He worked um, with a large, uh, it was a publicly traded company. He had a coworker who was probably in his early sixties and he was being really targeted for termination through lack of sales or sales quota achievement. And ironically, the company, the the people who were in charge of that person, what they made the mistake was they were giving him one set of criteria, but a, an, an identical or a sales rep in an identical territory had a different set of criteria. Now, and I'm not talking about the, the amount of dollars, but just the what the expectations were. So this person was able to prove not only through emails but through a journal. He kept a journal. He, he listed times, dates, very specific here, people who were present. What was the gist of the conversation? Because that is going to be huge. I promise you. It, uh, long story short, that person ended up getting, I think, probably a million dollars uh, attorney p- fees paid because uh, the company um, was a public company and they did not want that bad press. Settling with that guy. In fact, they they knew he didn't they he didn't they didn't have a case against him. They knew, they knew they had discriminated against him because of his age. Uh, they, there was a, a campaign to get rid of him because the hiring manager wanted to bring in some of the, some of their buddies who were a lot younger. So it does happen. So what I'm saying is, if you are employed at a company and you are experiencing it, you got to document document document. And you also got to you know hey, can I go to my HR people? Um, I don't know. It depends on the company. Uh, some HR departments are, are going to be very, very sympathetic and they don't want the headache. Again, if if it's a publicly traded company or a government, that's probably not going to be a problem. But if it is a privately held company, that's where, in my experience, it's been problematic. People like to sweep things under the rug. Uh, um, you know, I'm just sorry that happens. So recognize the science And, and I'll, I'll tell one story real quick. I worked at a company where our receptionist was being sexually harassed by the, the manager and I never witnessed it, but she would come to me and she he wants me to, you know, send inappropriate pictures of myself. I mean this was over I said, Well you need to take a screenshot of that text and just that alone um would have caused that manager to, to lose his job. But she didn't do it. Um she felt like if she did that she might lose her job. She needed her job. So that that's how this kind of thing happens. And again, this was sexual harassment. Um it was you know i guess kind of quid pro quo something for something so i said you need, you also need to document uh, what conversations you've had with him cuz he was making other overt uh, uh convers- during conversations some some sexually charged conversation or or innuendo and she sh- and i said you need to document 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 in, in the end she was terminated because the the guy started getting nervous he st- built a case of, against her with non performance and guess what she you know, pulled the, the sexual harassment card and it didn't go anywhere because she did not save a copy of that text. She did not document anything. It was his word against her word. And he had built such a case against her due to performance that uh, they didn't even consider that. So again, uh, these are real examples, people, that I just gave you. So document, 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 keep copies of emails, texts, or whatever, if you believe you are being discriminated against, then go see an attorney for advice. Um, so this is what else you can do, especially now if you're, if you're applying for a job, delete any dates on your resume that reveal your age, like when you graduate from college, and you you, you definitely want to highlight your skills and experience. Now, I've read several places, rule of thumb, go, don't go back more than 10 years on your resume, because that's the only really relevant. Experience, especially in terms of technology. If you, if you're going back further than that, it really doesn't matter, um, unless you've been with a company for 30 years, which that's pretty great. But if you're a job hopper, if you've been with a company, you know every every year, year and a half, um, that's going to be a problem. Uh, especially if you only go back 10 years, because if every year and a half you you switch jobs, that's that's going to be a problem. Especially if you're older. Just being honest. So you know on your on your so on your college information or education, don't don't put dates. Just put bachelor science, you know, whatever wherever you went with with the, uh, um, you know what if you minored in something. Obviously, your experience you're going to put dates. You're going to put start date, end date. Don't put don't don't gloss it over by doing. If you know the month, do the month. It's got to match. And if there's gaps in your resume, you want to be able to explain those, especially if they're long gaps. Okay, you want to show a high level of enthusiasm, energy. When, during the interview, and I mentioned that earlier, you want to focus on what you can bring to the position. Here's the thing, if you, and I've been a hiring manager for, for many, many years. You want someone who's going to be able to walk into the role and start producing immediately. Uh, the days of, oh, they've got six months or a year to get into the role, that is gone. Those days are long gone. You've got to start performing in the first three months. you got to start putting some wins on the board, whether you're in sales or in management, it doesn't matter. You have to per- start performing almost immediately. So you want to have a high level of energy, enthusiasm and show, hey, my experience, I can I can start producing for you like next week if, if I have this opportunity. That's going to get you a job. That's what employers want to hear. You do want to market and brand yourself correctly. Now, listen to my uh, last podcast. That's episode number five about LinkedIn, how to use LinkedIn, how to brand yourself and market yourself again, I mean, you, you've got to toot your own horn, but again, you got to remember, you got to remember that you don't want to make yourself look too old by, by going back to the 70s or early 80s. They don't care. Use relevant experience. Tell employers of your experience and how you're going to hit the ground running and how, you know, gosh, it may inspire others, you know, especially the people who start to slack off, the people who are just kind of going through the motions. hey, if the old dog can provide a little fire, that's, that's awesome. And again, show how that's going to benefit the manager and the company because ultimately a manager or somebody is going to be probably bonused on performance. If you can come in and really make, make that manager look good, say, hey, I want to be, I can help you out. I can really perform. That's, that's, that's what you want to do. Don't accept a position that doesn't pay what you're worth. Now, obviously, there's exceptions. If you are destitute and you just need a job, you got to take the position. But if you can, don't take a position that doesn't pay you what you're worth. Now, some people are going to argue and go, well, you know, if if it's entry level. Look, you're 45 plus. You've got a lot of experience that is worth something. Do not discount yourself just to get a job. Now, one way you can do that is don't apply for jobs that are salary-wise, out of your reach. Just be realistic. Read the job description. Look at salary information on the web. You could... LinkedIn has it. Monster has it. Indeed has it. A lot of times, the job will post the salary range. That'll give you a very realistic idea of what you can do. You want to show also how the position is maybe the next phase in your career. Just say, hey, I've done this, this, and this. And, you know, maybe say, hey, I, I... You know, for the rest of my career, I I don't want to be a VP anymore. I want to be a manager, a sales manager. Um, I can use my vast experience. I'm happy with this position. And, you know, again, that that kind of contradicts what I was saying earlier about a little less pay. But, you know, if that is your goal, that's fine. But you want to explain kind of how you want to develop professionally for the rest of your career. I think you just have to have that honest discussion when that comes up and when that is appropriate. You don't want to start out with that. If you're in a second or third interview and things are going very well, then they start saying, hey, where do you see yourself in five years? And say, hey, look, I'm 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 60 years old. I'd like to retire in the next 10 years. Here's what I would like to accomplish. And a lot of companies will go, hey, if you can accomplish that, there may be a bonus. I know one gentleman who he made a deal with company. He's coming in for three years to start launch a new product line. And if he can do it, he's not only going to make the money he wants to make, he's going to get a nice little bonus at the end of that. So, again, you just have to, it depends on the situation in the company and in the industry. But I think that's pretty cool. All right. So how can we help you? So you're listening to this podcast. This is Platinum Training Technologies. Platinum Training Technologies was founded with the belief that greatest challenge is to improve yourself by investing in yourself. So this was started again, cause I'm, I'm almost 60. I thought, you know, there is just not a lot of resources for that 45 plus crowd, um, you know, podcasts like this, how to use LinkedIn, uh, software skills. I mean, just a community to, to, to be in a community of, with people who are going through the same things you are. I think it's just very important because we can help you get through this. So, How can we do that? One, training, coaching, and support. And again, I'm not going to do the full sales pitch on you. You could go to our website, PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com. We're going to offer several levels that you can participate in. Hey, if you don't want to spend any money, go to all of our social media accounts, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's a ton of free content on there already that will help you. And podcasts like this, it's free. But if you want something, if you're looking for specific sales training, Um, You know, maybe leadership training, maybe PowerPoint, Excel. You you need to sharpen up. We can help you with that. Especially if you need to upskill or reskill. One of the things I realized about five, six, seven years ago is that I was way behind the times on technology, and I had to get I had to get caught up. So we can help you do that. We have over three thousand courses on demand on various topics that can help you do that. So I think you would be interested in that. It would behoove you to look into. Again, that's PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com. The other thing is image and mindset reset. You know, quit thinking like you're in the 70s. Quit thinking like an old person. You, you just got to think, you know, hey, 60 is the new 30, okay? That's what I'm saying. It's all about mindset. Um, I hear so many people. I, I see people who were in their early 40s and they act like they're like ninety. Like, come on, people have some enthusiasm. You have value. You have experience. But you kind of got to get with the times. OK, uh, I'm not saying, you know, don't use your dad jokes and, and all that. I'm talking more about your wardrobe, um, your health and you know your health and fitness activity and level. Uh, you might have to change things, especially if you're living longer and want to be in the workforce longer. You got to take care of yourself. So image and mindset mindset. Hey, what is the mindset reset? I want to, I want to read some new books. I'll read some articles. Um, I want to learn a new skill. That's what I'm talking about. You can't be afraid of change. Change is the only constant. So you got to embrace it and you got to do a reset. So both on your image and reset. And, and, and again, our training series, we do have some videos on how to dress for success. But again, go to if it, guys, if you're, uh, in the need of a wardrobe upgrade, go to Men's Warehouse or Joseph A. Banks. Hey, I'm plugging them. I don't, I don't have an endorsement deal. Go to them, man. They they can go to Dillard's, go to any men's store. Um, you know, obviously, you want to go to something mid to higher end. Someone who's been there a while and and look at what the fashions are. Typically, the you know bell bottoms or cuffed pants, tassel shoes are just not in anymore. You know, wingtips are back. You know, I see wingtips. Uh, so you know, get wide ties are out. You want to get back to some narrower ties. So, so what I'm saying is that even if you're doing a, an interview in person or through a Zoom call, dress I mean look, look at your suit. Make sure your suit doesn't look like it's from the 70s. Okay, hey, and I'm guilty of that. I had some suits from the 80s that I had to throw my wife finally made me throw away. I lost some weight, got in shape. I got a whole new wardrobe, okay? That's all I'm saying. Just keep up with with your 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 image, okay? Because it's important to to project a, 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 I don't say a a youthful, but just a vibrant image. At least I'm up with the times. And ladies, I'm sorry, I can't tell you what store to go to, but I think it's appropriate too. You want to, you want to dress, you know, same kind of thing. Keep up with the times. Again, you don't want to dress like you're 20 years old, but uh, business professional, um, you, you can, you can look online, you can go to stores, you can, you know, uh, even LinkedIn, I think there's some articles I've seen on that on on what on business apparel for business men and women. So again, image and mindset reset. We can't help you with that. If you want to talk through something, we can help you. Uh, community. We want to be able to provide a community for you to talk about topics like, hey, I've experienced this. Is this a what do you guys think? Is this ageism? We have a private community site where you can pop in and ask those questions and have a discussion. Okay. So you need a community if you're going to grow and change. So that's it. Um, this is um, episode number six. It is recognizing ageism and age discrimination. I hope you found this information helpful. Again, we went over what is the law, uh, what are some signs of it, and, and of, of, of ageism, what to look out for, and what you can do about it. Again, you're in control of your career. And all I'm saying through all of this is, it is real. It does happen. If it hasn't happened to you, it will. And don't don't let it happen to you. Uh, there's no reason for it to happen. We're here to help you again. Whether you're just you going to follow us on social media or YouTube channel whatever, PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com. We're here to help you. If you're interested in joining our monthly uh, membership subscription, there's a lot more value added for that. So uh, please check out our website. Again, thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care and we'll see you again soon.